All right, folks, welcome back to the Last Mountain Wire podcast, football edition. MWWire.com is our lovely website, Facebook, Twitter, all that great stuff. MWC Wire, Mountain West Wire. Just Google it, you'll find it. Jeremy Moss, Matt Kennerly. And we're back for some off-season um, peripheral stuff, right? Yeah, we're not that far away from our uh, team-by-team season previews, but we have a few weeks until then, so we got to build the time somehow. And you, you're correct by few. Two weeks away, three episodes, including this one from now, will be our first team preview. So be on the lookout on our Twitter account, at MWC Wire, because uh, we will be leaving it up to you, our listeners slash followers slash readers, as to the order of who we talk about throughout the offseason. Exactly. And so what our plan is, we will record some, because we have vacations, we got stuff going on. We have I'm moving in June, July, so that's going to suck. So we're going to build up some episodes. So if we put out a poll and say, talk about team A, B, or C, it may be a month down the road. So don't be offended if it's not the order when we put those out there. Because... Spoiler, we pre-record stuff sometimes and save it for later in the off-season. And also, going alphabetical is totally boring. Sorry, I apologize. That was me. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's, it's technically different than last year, so. That's true. Also, top 50 countdown coming your way. Oh, boy. Always. And we had, uh, there was a top 150 for NFL Network or NFL.com. No, people are upset, no Brett Rippin, but that's no nor here or there. We'll get that later. So this episode... There's a couple of news and notes at the beginning because we want to keep it timely for those folks who Nevada, Hawaii, with the spring games wrapping up. A little Wyoming news who may or may not have a starting quarterback at the moment named. But the bulk of this show is, how the heck do I watch TV if I don't have traditional pay TV? That's the overall feature of this show. Yeah, and you if you are a recent listener to our podcast, first of all, thank you. Yes. But um, we also talked about this a little bit during one of our podcasts around this time last year, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it was a little later in the off season. But, you know, obviously there are a few more options this time around than there were before. So it's useful if you're like me where, you know, I don't have cable. I don't know about you. But, you know, I stream pretty much everything off of, like, several different services. So if that sounds like you, then you're definitely going to want to stick around and listen to this podcast. And, yes, myself, I'm taking recommendations. Like I said, I'm moving soon, and I'm not sure what setup I'll have or what I will keep. I, cur- I currently have DirecTV. I've had it for a while, so I have a the, – one of the reasons I keep it, um, I got free Sunday ticket for a couple of years, which I use it just enough. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I also have some pretty good discounts because I know how to work the system because I used to work for DirecTV about a decade ago. So I'm savvy in that part. And so my bills are reasonable compared to other things. However, I could still save about 30 bucks off and still get everything I want with like YouTube or Hulu or something. So I'm open for suggestions. and But we'll get to that momentarily. Let's get to um, – should we talk about uh, recruiting uh, air quote snafu that happened over the weekend or last week? Let's do it. So – if you know about recruiting, it's it's a pretty big deal. It's year-round. There's a couple of dead periods here or there. So Nick Rolovich, who, by the way, is also doing his showing up at basically every Hawaii baseball game to do something and pitch. So if you ever watch him on Twitter, check that out because he's doing his good old Rick Vaughn wild thing impersonation. Seems like every other day. So recruiting. Um, it's not uncommon for a recruit to get an email or a personalized handwritten note or a package. In high school, again, stress high school recruiting because NCAA recruiting for somebody in the current roster, that's um, what do we say, Matt? Illegal, not up and up. Yeah, that is a, I believe they call it a recruiting violation. 
Yes, and so for a guy in high school to get a note from Hawaii, Oregon State, USC, BYU, UTEP, Rice, it's common. But what's not common is to get get invited to a spring game when you have your own spring game when you're on the current roster at University of Hawaii. And, well, whoops, that's what Oregon State did. Not a great look for the Beavers. So when you have 203 years of coaching experience, um, who didn't catch this? Yeah, maybe it was one of those people that's behind the scenes. You know, one Intern? of those you know, like graduate assistant, something like that. But so here's a couple. Well, the best part about the tweet is Nick Rolovich tweeted it out with his also awesome new avatar. He sent it out three, I guess it's 3 a.m. Um, I don't know what time zone that is for me or 3 a.m. My time. So that was like midnight Hawaii time, 1 a.m. Hawaiian time. So he's up late doing his thing. Spent time to take pictures. Um, but the best thing about it, did you see who he tagged his tweets? I did not see that, no. Oregon State Compliance. <laughs> NCAA. Uh, football Scoop. Barstool, probably just to make fun of it. Pac-12 Compliance. And the oddest one of all, LeVar Ball. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? I'm like, okay. But what, what was sent out was basically... Come this it, it, recruits and sc- or schools do this all the time. They'll send out info to hey, come to our spring games. It's a pretty big deal. Campus tour, all that fun stuff. And I'm betting what happened was, and at Oregon State, I don't think this was done intentionally. However, Oregon State did have a little mix up, I'm quotes again, or some issue similar a while back about sending stuff out to non-recruitable players. But they want to see a spring game. I bet this is a list. I don't have the players' names in front of me. I didn't get that far. I should have done that. But I'm betting this is a list from players from like last year or two years ago who Hawaii had some sort of interest in to send out. Yeah. And I mean, I think I read something. I forget the player's name escapes my, you know, I I can't remember what his name is, but they did get at least one transfer from Hawaii this off season. Did they not? Correct. That's yeah. There's one, I forget who, but there was one player who moved from Hawaii to Oregon state. Yeah. But you know, either way, it's just not a great look for Oregon state all around. And, I mean, uh, especially since they're trying to, you know, they're, you know, a, kind of a struggling Pac-12 team. I don't think there's any secret about that. But also just because, you know, it's a new regime and it's just not a good look for someone who's trying to get their footing like that. Oh, that's also dumb. I'm wondering if, like, I saw a thing where it's like, oh, maybe, hey, send send this to our Hawaii list. And, well, it was sent to an old Hawaii list. It's just, it's just kind of funny. It's dumb. Uh, not funny, but... Nothing will come of it, even though it's probably a fairly hefty violation because it's tampering and all that t- those type of things where you can't um, recruit guys who are on rosters unless they like declare they're going to transfer. That's when you can start chatting with those type of players. But it's it's just kind of funny. Nothing's going to come of it, really. Maybe like what was it a tier lowest tier violation, which is nothing. I don't know, but it's just kind of funny. It's like come on. But the funniest thing for me is the two hundred three years of experience and they messed this up. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. All right, let's get to Hawaii spring football. Um, they have a new they have a new quarterback because Drew Brown is at or- is at um, not Oregon State, excuse me, Oklahoma State. They bring in a few different coaches. Um, who likes to run and shoot? Raise your hand really high if you're not driving. Well, even if you are driving, and you can at least keep one hand in the steering wheel and raise your hand. Okay, are you a fan of the run and shoot, wide open passing offense, the Jude Jones, Abs- Timmy Chang offense? Absolutely. I mean, I was never great at running it in NCAA 14 or anything like that, but that didn't mean I didn't like doing it. I did the option. That's what I did. <laughs> Typically, that worked the best for me. 
But here's what they did. So they they need a quarter, quarterback position is up in the air. They have a couple of guys. Um, defense played well. I'm reading a couple of notes here. But offensively, it's going to be uh, either Cole McDonald, who's a sophomore, or freshman Jeremy Masoa, I'm going to say. Is that right? Masa? I, 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 I thought it was Musa. Musa. Musa makes sense. It's a Hawaiian Polynesian name, so it could be Musa. So it's going to be one of those two guys. And then we'll see. Here's the thing. They lose Dylan Colley. We're not going to do a big old preview because we got that coming up. But like Dylan Colley's gone. They lose running backs. They have some defensive guys back. But if it's going to be run and shoot, with uh, they still have uh, John Ursura back. And so that's going to be a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. And if it's run and shoot, he had 200-plus yards in, what, two games last year? UMass and one other, I want to say. Can he go for 300 yards if they do if they throw it 60-plus times? I, I mean, uh, <laughs> he's as productive as he, as he was against those kind of like – you know, struggling defenses last year, and I definitely don't see why not. But it's exciting because part of it, this is what makes the Mountain West great, in my opinion. Every school, like there's a million different offenses. We've touched on this before. You have the running, now the run and shoot out in Hawaii. You have a pro style essentially in Boise, CSU, and in in Wyoming. CSU more ground game than the other two for the most part, but both do it well. Under center, I should say, for CSU. You have New Mexico with whatever they run, veer option, triple option, pistol, Zone read. Air Force does the, um, what do they got there? The uh, triple option, or excuse me, I'll just call it op- run option, and they can do a million option ideas. Utah State's doing more, not necessarily run and shoot, but a, a spread attack. San Jose State's doing something, I don't know. Aztecs will run the ball 50 times a game. So and there, every school has a different offense, which makes it, if you're a good D coordinator, you're going to earn your money in this league. Definitely. And it, I mean, it's not to say that, you know, one of the other two guys on the depth chart couldn't, you know, play their way into the conversation come fall because they do have four guys listed on their roster at, at quarterback. You know, they have McDonald, they have Musa, they also have Larry Tuiletta and Justin Uahinui. I'm hoping I pronounced that right. Sounds good. Um, so, I mean, I don't want to say it's like an open and shut case that it's going to be one of those two guys. But like you said, you know, besides Ursua, one of the things I, I feel like every time we talk about Hawaii, I talk about this, but like, are they going to find guys on the outside or, or, you know, can they find at least one guy on the outside or one guy who could be a playmaker besides Ursua? And one of the things that stood out to me was the fact that Cedric Bird apparently had himself a very good day with, you know, what, the, you know, Hawaii's own website described as upwards of 10 catches what, so, wait, what is that? Upwards of ten catches. But just you, either you take stats or not. <laughs> well, I wasn't able to find any formal listing of stats, but you know, just the fact that he was able to you know make a lot of plays, just the fact that you know someone like Dakota Torres at tight end, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how much play he gets in a run and shoot offense. You know, whether he ends up you know being more of a like a. I mean, I don't want to. I hesitate to say a non-factor because you don't necessarily always think of tight ends being that involved in a run and shoot offense. But then you remember someone like Jason Morrow back in the day, where you know he was, you know, very productive at tight end back at Texas Tech. You know, mm-hmm. if he can play that kind of role, he's listed, actually ironically he's listed as a wide receiver now. He was listed as a tight end in the it's recap. True, but he's yeah. listed as a as a receiver on the on the roster. Beefy six two two forty five wide receiver. So, I mean, I think it's encouraging that, you know, we know what our SUA can do. We know a little bit about what a couple of these other guys can do. But 
you know, if these guys are entrenching themselves as being, you know, maybe having the inside track to a role when fall rolls around, you know, as a team that's transitioning to a new offense, I think that is the most encouraging thing. You know, the quarterback thing is obviously going to be something to watch, but, you know, if they can find multiple guys to lock down roles at receiver, you know, that's an even better sign. Sure. And really quick on him, the reason he's going to get playing time, he's played in, well, let's see, not started, appeared in, in almost just over 30, 35 games, about 30 total receptions. What he probably would be in this offense, because he's not like a, like in the NFL, Jimmy Graham, like a slender tight end where it's kind of like a slot guy in the middle. He'll probably mm-hmm. be a guy where he'll go in motion. He'll technically be like the, a traditional tight end position on the right or left side of that offensive line and maybe chip a guy and go out for like a short pass to out to the screen, out to like a short out or something across the middle, something short. So that's kind of what I envision him being. So Yeah. So Nevada talk, should we move, should we move on? Yeah, we might as well. Let's move on to the Nevada Wolfpack. They also had the spring game. And then, a reminder, this is my stupid upset pick to win the conference. Very stupid. And apparently, apparently, as you might expect, a pretty good day for the offense out in Reno. Ah, yeah. Well, what tight games? You have what, four plus touchdowns, I believe? Or I'm doing that same thing, same thing in upwards of ten. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did have four, four touchdowns. But, I mean, more importantly, I think, was the fact that he was more accurate than, you know, and I don't want to say he was at times last year, but he was a little bit erratic when it came to his completion percentage last year. But in their spring game, he ended up going 23 of 34 for 263 yards. And I think that, you know, if you're a Wolfpack fan, that's exactly the kind of efficiency and explosiveness that you're looking for as this offense takes a step forward together. Because, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about, you know, the kind of the progression that the, the passing attack especially made last year. But, and I know that we'll talk about it more in depth when we get to, you know, the team-by-team previews. But I think it's worth mentioning that, you know, Ganji may be one of the more important players in the conference kind of going into 2018 just because of the fact that between October and November of last year, nobody in the conference, and especially among the quarterbacks returning in the conference, no one had more 20-yard plays than he did between in the last two months of the year. So I think that if he can continue to grow with the receivers that are returning, and I, I believe I saw somewhere he has eight of his top nine targets returning from last year, they're going to be a very interesting unit to watch. They are, and I think, like, again, we're not going to go too, too deep, but I think he, like, this might be hyperbole and me not doing a, a ton of research at this time of year, sitting here the first week of May. He could be the most important player, like you said, in any team in the conference to determine success or failure. Yeah. Because if you look around at a couple of teams, like San Diego State has a great defense. Still have, hopefully, a good running back, returning starting quarterback. Fresno has a great defense. Should be okay if something offense doesn't go as planned. Um, Utah State, up or down, it's like it, it's a team where Air Force has multiple quarterbacks. Rams have a new quarterback situation with the injury to Colin Hill. But like the guy who's still solidified in place, like maybe Boise brought Ripon because they don't have a backup at the moment. That's another good choice. But then again, they'll have a good defense. They'll have a good running game to Alexander Madison. But I think he could be like, I don't know who the backup is. And just the way he played the last half of last year, he like, what's to say he shouldn't be the first team quarterback next year by the time season's end? I mean, he's definitely in that, at least for right now, the, the short list for that particular honor. Probably going to be Brett Ripon, which makes sense. But 
he's going to be like what other team has a great quarterback to can do what he can do. He's probably going to be the second team quarterback come media day whenever that's released. Did it? Well, well they, they don't do two teams to the preseason, do they? I think it's just one team. Uh, yeah, I believe it's just the one team. I mean, if it were if we're looking at a short list, I think right now it's Rippin, Ganji, and Marcus McMarion. Sure, yeah, there you go. And there's other positions as well, but quarterback's obviously most high profile. And there's a reason NFL Matt Ryan's getting an annual contract of $30 million per year, even at his age. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, there's a reason quarterback's on there. But it's the de- like you see all those numbers put up, the passing yards, touchdowns. You're like, oh, where's the defense? Well, defense is still a work in progress, which is why Nevada could win maybe four games next year, or they could win ten. Like, I think they have a big pendulum of a sw- swing – I'll say big pendulum of where they can go left or right, up or down, and win to all those. But again, with spring game, if you can complete a percentage of passes, that's great. If you don't turn the ball over, there's one that's not great for the offense. You spread it out a little bit. It's like it doesn't really matter what the score was or how many touchdowns you have. It's how effective you were. Yeah, getting mm-hmm. the end zone's effective, but when he's completing the percentage as high as he did, like they had a couple sacks, a couple TFLs. Who knows how the red jersey was for the quarterback situation, but. Offense looks to be, if they can find a running back, because last year was an issue with losing, um, oh shoot, um, James Butler right before the season on the 4th of July. That kind of hurt them a lot, but things look on the up and up for Nevada next year. That's why I'm seriously thinking they could be a dark horse team. With Look, they almost beat CSU last year. They put up 40 plus points in multiple games to end the season last year, so they're going to be a wild card team for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think if if you're looking for a little bit of encouragement from the defensive side of things, I think you could be encouraged by the fact that Malik Reed was able to put up three and a half tackles for loss, for instance, you know, operating out of a new position, which we talked about a few weeks ago. And, you know, they were able to force at least a couple of turnovers. You know, one of the things we'll probably get more into is, you know, how much better can the secondary be? And at least for one day, you know, Aki Muhammad, for instance, had an INT that set up a score. And so I think you're probably going to want to see more of that come fall. You know, can they, you know, can the playmakers in the in the secondary, you know, I'm thinking specifically about Damian Baber and um, Asani Rufus, you know, when he's healthy again, can they get back to where they were a couple of years ago? We will find out. Yes. All right, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's get to the good. Oh, well, sorry, I shouldn't say good part of the show. This show, the part of the show that could literally last probably four hours if we really wanted it to. I think you're probably right about that. Because last year when we talked about streaming stuff, we spent hypotheticals: what's going to happen, what could happen. It's there's a lot of stuff out there. I think we've narrowed it down a little bit this year, just because of what the options are, where it's more clear. So basically, we've already talked touched on this before. How I watch college football, or Mountain West Sports, I guess let's back up one before here. There was a survey sent out, which unfortunately I didn't screenshot or save, but I do remember most of the questions, or the gist of it. You, you, If you're listening, you may have received this if you were a season ticket holder. Um, our guy, um, Jesse, who covers Wyoming, sent this to me a while ago. I looked over it. So, if you re- if you read this, you understand where we're coming from and why this is a big deal. So, And we and this kind of go, goes back to last year, during last March of 2017, for the Mountain West Basketball Tournament where there was to be on TV, to be on the regular old CBS title game, teams played the night, they played at 3 p.m. Pacific, but the night before there was, I think, I was at the games this year as well, but I think 8.30 or 9.30 Pacific tip-off for that second semifinal. So it's like, well, we got to do what TV has to do, right? To get the good exposure, to get good time slots, to get money, maybe not time slots, but money, that's a sacrifice. And they're not, and I wouldn't be too happy with it either, either, but on Saturday night, you're not going to put a game at 
9 Eastern on CBS proper. Because remember, a football went. They scrapped that one as a 10 Eastern kickoff. Oh, yeah. So, the survey asked a bunch of things. What determines you going to games? Would you rather watch on TV? How do you consume your college sports? How much sports do you watch? Do you pay for Sling, Hulu, um, DirecTV Now, PlayStation, all the streaming platforms out there now? And also it asked, like, what preferred kickoff time do you have? Or kickoff time, I should say, or tip time. And would you pay, which me and Matt discussed last year, to watch Mountain West games? Like, not, like, similar to ESPN+, Plus, which we'll get into in a moment, where it's a monthly fee to watch. It's kind of like, uh, I know Ivy League has it. Um, I think Stadium has that, where you pay maybe 6 to 20 bucks a month, and you can watch all these sports within the conference. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe it's a game by game thing as well. So that's kind of that's what the survey went about. Let's start with you, Max. I know you didn't get to read it all because it timed out on us, but let's go. We already mentioned how you watch TV, watch sports. You have Hulu, correct? Is your main source? Yeah, I mean, I piece things together depending on what I want to watch. And which, mm-hmm. you know, these days a lot of it is just rewatching The Office over and over again. Can't go wrong but, with that. <laughs> can't go wrong with that. But you know. A, Generally speaking, when it comes to consuming sports, like I'm especially in the last year or two, one of those people who's willing to, you know, pay money for the things that I really, really want to watch. So like I pay for Netflix, I pay for Hulu, um, but more importantly, I pay for the live television Hulu. Um, And you can pay a few dollars more per month to get it without the ads. I don't do that myself because I don't, you know, whatever. I can tune out for 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, You know, I have Amazon Prime. I pay for MLB TV, which enables me not only to watch, you know, the the 29 teams that aren't the San Francisco Giants, but because I pay for Hulu and live television, which comes with, you know, NBC Sports Bay Area, that enables me to watch the Giants. And so... You know, between those two services, I think, you know, I paid, what, $80, $90 with a discount for MLP TV, plus I pay like $60, $40 a month for Hulu. Um, but, I mean, when it comes to football season or when it came to football season last year, like, it enabled me to watch CBS Sports Network. It enabled me to watch, you know, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU. Mm-hmm. And so it was, you know, between that and, you know, the various other services where games were streamed last year and i'm thinking specifically about stadium about facebook Mm -hmm. things like that it was very rare that one way or another i couldn't watch a game that i wanted to watch let me ask you this about streaming cutting the cord sort of thing do you ever watch live tv outside of sports stuff um these days no if i'm being honest you know every i have shows that i watch but i'm almost always binging them like two or three episodes at a time sometime later yeah there's like the only time I, honestly the only time i watch a live a live show it's kind of weird i do it at work because my main job it's for a news news radio station so i always have like cnn fox news msnbc on but it's typically back i like at home unless it's on like say i'm getting dressed or making the bed or cleaning the room a little bit something like that i may and then again, I can still pop on Netflix. I may put on TBS, or you mentioned The Office. Comedy Central has it all the time right now because he just picked up the rights. So I may pop that on for when I'm making the bed or something. But that's about it. If it's late at night and I come home from going somewhere, I may watch, like, say, if it's like for, I know it's only going to be like 10 or 15 minutes, maybe like Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon, something like that late at night for just a few minutes. Everything's on my DVR. There's no, there's no show, even though the shows I love so much. I'm not going to watch it live because I'm never home or I don't want to. It's like, why do it now? I'll watch it at 9 o'clock. You know what I mean? The only exception I could think of is Game of Thrones. That that I don't watch that show, but I understand people enjoy that very much. 
Yeah, that's like the one show that I've that you know in last season, which was last year, I would sit down every single Sunday and just like get hyped up about it. I guess I kind of tried to do that with Breaking Bad when it was ending, but even then, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it later. I made sure to watch it. I kind of did Walking Dead a season or two ago. I haven't even seen this season yet. It's still my DVR. Mm-hmm. Like I would try to watch it because. I um, I was on the internet on my train looking at news, so like I don't want to know what happened. So I try to watch within the week, or maybe yeah. be an episode or two behind, but catch up before the a week or two. But like the only show, the closest show it ever happened to me, I used to I watched Lost when it was on years ago. That's mm-hmm. like the closest thing I'd come, but I'd typically wait maybe fifteen minutes in and then fast forward on my DVR because it's recorded. Yeah, <laughs> might so as well. I never like I rarely watch like there's no point for me to yeah, I got kids, I got out doing stuff. I'm out till evening. It's like I don't care even for. Like college football, like I have direct TV, that's why I watch it now. So I'll record CBS Sports Network, ESPN, whatever games are on I want to watch. I'll blast through them in 90 minutes at nighttime. So if, if I'm not on Twitter during the day with our show or for our website and stuff, I yeah, may not tweet throughout the day because you'll handle it, somebody else will, or we're just not watching all the time with so many games. So yeah, even sports, like I try to, but sometimes I can't. So I'll just record and watch what I can. And so it's like... All I need, like, if I'm going to get a new thing, and like I said at the beginning, I might, I'm moving, so I may not have DirecTV because either save money or convenience. But we're going to go to cutting the quarter. I've done enough research for what I want to do, and you already have it, Matt, so we'll kind of get to what what the best platform is. For, from last year, the options have become much more thorough because the sticking point, as we both know, the CBS Sports Network channel was not widely available on all platforms. Nope. And now I think it's on, if I'm correct here, YouTube TV has it. Mm-hmm. Um, Hulu has it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fubo has it. Fubo. F-U-B-O. Fubo. And does um, the Sling TV have it? I think that Sling might be the only one that doesn't have it. Off uh, the top, I wish I had a, I wish somebody out there would create a list of all the channels that are avail- generally available. I have it right here. Uh, I wish there was a better list. Because some of the list is like, I don't need graphics. I just want straight. Uh, give me a Google Doc. Give me a spreadsheet. Come on. Same. Yeah. PlayStation Vu, who has has this. This has Pac-12 Network. This has Big Ten Network. I'm um, checking right now on Sling. I believe Sling does not. Cause I, I got it last year for a week because Pac-12 Network. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to save here. So basically, any network, anything but Sling, I think, has CBS Sports Network. Double checking really quick here on orange or blue package on Sling. Looks like Sling does not have CBS Sports Network at all. So, if you're a Mountain West fan, don't get Sling, I guess. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah. And then there's a the costing, too. So, you are you going to change anything up you do this fall? Or is it just going to be stick what you have with Hulu? And then if you need a to watch Fresno play like UCLA or USC this year, pick up Pac-12 Network if it's on that for a week trial or something. No, I mean, what I usually do is, you know, because Hulu, I believe, also comes with some of the the conference channels, like the Power Five conference channels, like I, if I remember correctly, and I very rarely watch it, it comes with the Big Ten network. So, it does. Mm-hmm. It does come with Big uh, Ten, FS One, FS Two, and it comes with the you know the SEC network as part of the ESPN network of families. Mm-hmm. And and last year, what I ended up doing was like you know rather than trying to scramble or pay for something else just to get like one particular channel mm-hmm. um, because Hulu for me doesn't come with the Pac-12 regional networks so I would literally just like go somewhere and watch the game mm-hmm. in those particular instances because it only happened the one time against Washington for instance I, you know every other game I was able to watch at home yeah and with that so not to be a shameless shill or plug for what we have but we have some offers like if you want what I did last year was uh, Sling TV 
to get a Pac-12 network when like CSU played Colorado or I watch Utah sometimes, and where they play, when there's a Pac-12 game going on, I'll get that. And so if you want to help us out, you don't don't do it now because it's only a week trial. Well, if you do want to do it now, if you're thinking about it, go for it. We made a couple Bitly links. You're familiar with Bitly, aren't you, Matt? Uh, yes, I am. So this is our shameless plug part. But if you want to try Sling TV for a week for free to see what they have, if you do, it's Bitly. It's Bit. Dot .ly which i hate but bit.ly backslash sling tv offer go to that link hook us up and you can check it out because i did it for pac 12 network last year it was great like live tv good great i could watch my phone i could watch on chromecast perfectly fine works great so if you if you're thinking about trying something like that why not try that and get to networks you want and help us out right yeah, yeah absolutely and the other one real quick i know this is the uh, same thing it's fubo tv offer f u b o tv offer bit.la back jeez this is the longest thing ever this is the best i can do folks because we're we're not fancy to get special offers well i mean it's it's better than listening to the same ad twice in a row right exactly so but yeah really quick it's bit.ly so if you know bitly bit.ly backslash fubo tv offer both get you a week free to test it out i've tried most of these out like i've tried sling i've tried fubo works pretty well sling's pretty pretty slick i might go i may not go with sling because i need a few other channels but if you want to watch any Mountain West stuff, like, again, like, you have Fubo, you have Hulu, you have YouTube, you have DirecTV Now, you have Vu. Those are the big ones to go out there. And so I guess the only thing is when you look at the Mountain West schedule this year, let's kind of get to that part as we're jumping around. If you look at the non-conference schedule, which was up on our site back on March 1st, the only real network you want to make sure is Big Ten Network. Also because, Matt, you heard Comcast is doing. They're basically cutting Big Ten off the basic tier if you're not in the state that has a Big Ten team. Well, that's lame. And so, yeah, that Rutgers thing to get money, well, maybe not so much anymore <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> so, like, I guess if, if you look at the schedule, there's not many Big Ten teams. you got Utah State and Michigan State, which is a decent chance to be uh, – that's a Friday game, probably a Big Ten Network game. I, I don't know. If there, are there any other Big Ten games? Um, you got Wisconsin, there's, New Mexico, Wisconsin. Yeah, I was going to point that out. Fresno State at Minnesota. Okay. Um, not too many, I think. And so – I guess what I say to do to get everything to all at once, a week trial is great. Go for those because you can get it, basically get it Friday night before to make sure you know what you're doing because you got to make sure you have the right app. Make sure you have Chromecast, Roku, Apple TV. You have all the right setups so you're not scrambling. It's like how the heck do I watch this game when I want to watch Big Ten Network? Typically, if my opinion, if you're doing it for one channel, download like the uh, Big Ten to Go app or Pac-12 Network app and log in there. That's the easiest yeah. way, in my opinion, because you know you get the channel and you can watch it. So there you go. And who has who has, who has do we need to discuss who has Big Ten Network, Matt? Because you said Hulu does. Who else has Big Ten Network? Uh, <laughs> you know what? Off the top of my head, I don't know. You were not prepared at all for this. But, no, I was but not. I, but I also asked you about this, too, so what does it say about me? <laughs> <laughs> No, um, look, a couple things. No, we, what we know, Fubo is a mostly sports stuff. So Fubo have you covered on pretty much everything, especially like soccer. If you like being sports, which um, people do, right? Soccer. Mm-hmm. Are you a soccer fan at all, Matt? Too much? A little? No? I mean, I'm ready for the World Cup. Without, I'm ready, without Team ready USA? For, uh, hey, well, you know what? I'll root for Mexico. I got no problem with that. Okay. All right, no, not a big deal. I was just curious. Just make it sure. Um, I, I may watch the Telemundo broadcast because they're always pretty entertaining. Because also Telemundo will have their announcers on site in Russia, unlike Fox. Ah, okay. I think Fox has like one group there. But that's not to get to soccer talk. But uh, Big Ten Network, I'm looking through Fubo. They have uh, – oh, they do not have Big Ten Network, it looks like. That's surprising. Oh, yeah, no, there they do. Sorry. 
So Fubo, basically, if you want your trial, Fubo to watch your Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan State. If you're Aggies fans, go to Fubo. Um, one thing you should note too, I think they include all the add-ons as well, because it's weird. It's like it's still a piecemeal. You get cheaper content. Like the Pac-12 Network is on like some Sports Plus pack on Fubo. Mm-hmm. So read the fine print. Make sure you know what you're getting in your free trial. Yeah. Uh, and I guess those are those are the only two things you need. Just Big Ten and Pac-12. That's all you need. Anything else, SEC Network's pretty widely available on all these. Obviously, ESPN, CBS Sports Network. I guess the only one without CBS Sports Network is Sling, right? So we don't like Sling too much, except you can use our offer code to get money for us for Sling. <laughs> <laughs> you can use it for other things, I'm uh, sure. Yes, you can watch right here the, the current ad on Sling TV. Jersey, Jersey Shore um, Reunion. What is that show called? Oh, no. <laughs> That's the big picture here. I only know that because I've watched the Joel McHale show on, on, not The Soup, but on Netflix now, where he talks about that every week because he makes fun of it. Yeah. It's, um, so yeah, the options are great. Like PlayStation View is kind of more expensive one, but it's it's an option because it has a ton of channels. But also, let me ask you, Matt, do people, like for me, I use DVR stuff. Do you care about DVR stuff for sports at all to go back and rewatch games or even um, just to, oh, you're going to be gone for an hour and want to come back later and watch. I mean, yeah, I kind of do, which is kind of ne- which is one of the nice things about Hulu is that if you pay for the live television, it comes with, uh, I believe, like twenty four hours worth of or forty eight hours worth of DVR space. Is it for any channel? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Because I know for some, like I was messing with Sling for a while, I could only I couldn't record everything everything I wanted to. Or yeah, I'd... because like for instance, right now one of the things that you for sports fans in particular, like um. You know, right now there's the Giants and there's the San Jose Sharks are going through the Stanley Cup playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And when you subscribe to Hulu, it'll you know you can set up your kind of my stuff, your list of things that you want to like follow and have on your list of that it'll tell you when there's a new episode and things like that. Mm-hmm. So the nice thing about Hulu is that you know there's a Giants game that gets recorded every day, and you know every day that the Sharks are playing you know Vegas this week, um, you know the they are it's being recorded is basically what i'm trying to say so you just go back like on demand essentially like like if you go to watch espn and want to watch a game from two months ago similar thing it's already there for you yeah but only for like a day or so right yeah i think it kind of depends so does hulu have like is it so is it an actual dvr function or is it just it's available for especially i know they have brooklyn 99 they'll have um the good place this is us the whole season on there so that's not necessarily DVR because you don't really need DVR for that function. But if you were to record a game, would it be longer or is there still like you have 72 hours to watch it? No, I mean as far as I know, it's indefinite as long as you keep this as long as you keep the space available on ah, your space, DVR. Okay. Um, but I mean, I don't know if, how it's going to affect college football for instance, but I did hear recently that Hulu was also introducing plans to allow you to watch episodes of TV offline. Yes. In the same way that in the same way that Netflix does, yeah, Netflix, I don't, yeah, Showtime, I think as well. Yeah, Amazon, and I don't, and I don't know if that's going to include being able to like watch a football game offline later. But it is something to keep an eye on. The closest thing I have with that, my Directv, what I currently have, this actual satellite. I was going to say Directv now, but I confuse people because <laughs> what I can do on there, which is pretty, it's kind of workaround. You can 
record it and then transfer it so you can watch it. Say it's a noon game for me, but I can't watch it till six. I'm out and about. It'll record and I can just transfer it when I'm at home. You know what I mean? Like when the game's over, I can transfer it, then go out and about and watch it offline. But that's a pretty big deal. But who knows? Because like I said, Sling and others don't really have the offline capability. But then you have YouTube TV real quick. They have basically unlimited DVR space. Oh, that's not bad. Which is why I might go with them because there's like I record a ton of TV shows and I'll watch like especially even during college football season. If you record like three games in a weekend, that's like almost twelve hours of space. And if it's high def, it takes up a lot of room on your DVR. And so YouTube has if you like if you if you record other stuff has limited space up to nine months. I think there's some on demand features where you can't fast forward through commercials, which is kind of lame. If it goes away, it's still on demand to get. But DVR space is a big deal. Maybe not for college football, but the main thing about this stuff is that the options are limited. There's no reason to spend 150 bucks on Comcast or Xfinity or DirecTV. Like, even though mm-hmm. I have DirecTV at the moment, my recent deal, because I've been with them for a while and I know a few back-end tricks, I call it an honest joke. I'm moving in a few months. I'm like, hey, what if I need to cancel because I am have a commitment if you move and get upgrade equipment, all that 12, 24-month type stuff. I'm like, hey, I'm moving. I may or may not keep it. I'm not sure. Out of the blue, because I even told them my new place – is like could have DirecTV already installed, included where I'm living, so it's already built in. Mm-hmm. They still said, "Sure, you have 40 months off for the next 12 months if you want." And so, I'm like, I, even if I have that for one month, who the heck's not going to take it? And so, my it's, it's different for people. So if you have your c- cable stuff like that, call and say, "Hey, what can I do to drop the bill?" Because Fubo is like could be as low as 20 bucks a month. You pay what 30 to 40 for Hulu, right? Right in that range, 45. Uh, it's like forty three ninety nine, and then and then because I pay for extra for uh, HBO and Showtime, yeah. it ends up being a little bit more. Yeah, it adds up, and yeah, there's stuff like that. And then also, I they don't care. They like, just tell them, hey, I'm moving. I'm going to go with Directv now. I'm going to go with YouTube. I'm going to go with Hulu. They may drop your bill a little bit. And right now, like I I get a, I have bundle like bundle stuff too. Like it's I know this is kind of a weird intersection, but. You see, like, T-Mobile, you get Netflix for free. Or Sprint, you get Hulu for free with it. You can combine Spotify and Hulu. You can... Me, I have AT&T and DirecTV, so I get HBO for free and, like, some lifetime credit forever. Look at these yeah. options, because while we're focused on streaming, you can go to all these different ways to watch these games, but if you have, like, Sprint, call and ask get your Hulu for free. It's just not the live sports version, but I have AT&T. I upgraded my cell phone service to, like, one plan higher, so... All it, it made my phone bill higher, but I got like fifty dollars in discounts, basically for life, because of changing one package to increase my phone bill like by ten bucks. But you save every money everywhere else. So there's a million different ways to get the stuff you want without having to give up. Or say you live in a place you have crappy internet and you can't stream because you need a good connection to watch your stuff as well. That's another thing too to consider. So if you yeah. have Comcast, Xfinity, Cox, Verizon, FiOS, call and say, hey, hook me up. I'm going to go to this place. Even if you're bluffing, they'll usually give you some discounts. So it's not all only going with YouTube or Hulu or Fubo or DirecTV Now or something or Netflix. There's a lot of options out there. Mm-hmm. So let's get to the fun stuff. We already kind of told you what channels to get. I guess one last thing on DirecTV Now. I don't think they have a DVR function, so that might be bottom of my list. If you don't have a DVR yeah. function, I'm not going to like you very much. Yikes. Even though you can still log into AMC or FX or FXX or Stars or BBC America website to watch stuff, you got to have a DVR function to make it simple for me. Well, actually, if I can if I can follow up on that real quick, because yes. you know, you know, God bless Consumer Reports. 
for Very excellent. Um, they, you know, on their list of streaming services, they do make note of the fact that they say that DirecTV now will be launching a next-gen version of the service this spring. And this was an article that was written about a week ago on April 30th. And it says that adds a cloud DVR and bumps up the number of simultaneous users to three at a time. So even if there's not a DVR right now, it's looking like there will be relatively soon. I'm glad you bring it up because I forgot about something that I actually read about a month ago. There's beta testing. People, yes. hate, people hate it right now. I know it's beta testing, but nobody says it's good. Yeah, and to follow up on you know Hulu's DVR, if, if you pay for the live television package, you get uh, 50 hours, you know, to use however you want, and you can pay $15 extra to bump that up to 200 hours. And then they also have one; they also have a package where if you pay $20, you can get you know the the, the bonus DVR storage and the ability to skip commercials yeah, so there you, go. you can make that make it that what you will i know my direct tv has a million hours because i have stuff like multiple seasons of shows and i still have like 10 percent left on there yeah so yeah yeah i'm not sure how many hours i have but it, it's like i will delete a full football game and i'm like i add an extra hour hour and a half just in case it may knock off two percent maybe two percent of space huh. <laughs> and so i know i have quite a bit that's why i'm concerned i'm like dang i recorded a million shows but yeah dvr functionality is a big deal if you want to add on hbo at cinemax whatever you can there's a million different ways to do it but go to do your research if you're looking through to find to watch a mountain of sports definitely do your research and absolutely if you're just a sports guy it's simple but for me who watches a million other things it's not as simple so let's get to Net, the future, or I guess other options that don't have Mountain West Sports, the future like last year. So, actually, the survey thing, let me rephrase that. Matt, would you pay? One of the questions they asked was, would you pay for Mountain West content on its own? Yes. How much and what would you want to get with that to make it worth your while? I mean, if it were me, I would kind of want to treat it the same way that I would treat something like MLB TV, where I wouldn't want to pay like a monthly rate. I would rather just play a pay a flat rate up front and you know if i'm thinking you know and, it, and it's kind of hard to parse the question just because we know that you know 90 percent of the games are already parsed out to like espn and things like that mm-hmm. but i mean if they were to offer a platform that was just like all mountain west football all the time where maybe it was on espn but it was also on this platform for me i would probably Wow, I mean, I'd have to think about it. I might be willing to pay like 75, 80 bucks for that. For like a calendar year? Yeah. Or for like a, say, August or for a to, season. August to yeah. June. Like include, base, if they do baseball, if they do basketball, like every sport. Well, I'm just thinking like football season. I would pay like 75, oh. 80 dollars. Just for know. football? Yeah, because I pay, I think it was like, like I said, about 80 to 90 dollars for an entire season of baseball. And I think that for me, as an enthusiast, I'd be willing to pay about the same for Mountain West football because that's like the one other thing that really matters to me. Okay, so that's a, a full season thing. So that's what ten bucks a month about, not even but fifteen bucks a month. Yeah, somewhere between fifteen and twenty. Yeah, I, I like the NBA model where I think they're going to get into even more like micro purchases. Where I would watch the last five minutes of a game, paying ninety nine cents. That is a pretty cool thing to do down the road. Because right now, can't you NBA league passes are pretty forward thinking. Like they're cool with highlights on Twitter on like baseball and NFL, which will 
give you a the kick you off Twitter for a month if you do a GIF. <laughs> so, oh yeah, but NBA has where it used to be like base because baseball is baseball. You know, it's more than me. Is it still only all or nothing for the whole league, or can you pick a team or two and go with that for a lesser price? Um. I'm, are you talking about like NFL league pass or whatever? Well, like, well, like the MLB thing because NBA you can pick. Like, oh no, with uh, with MLB TV you get everything except you know wherever blackouts. you happen to be, you know blackouts. Okay, because I know NBA league pass where you can buy the whole league, or you can buy like pick one team or three teams or something and get those. Couple oh teams wait, only. actually, you know what? With MLB TV you can do that, but I mean, for as much as you're paying for one team, it's usually cheaper to just like get the whole thing. Yeah, I think with the NBA thing, you might if you're going to get one team, might as well go with like pick three or four to go with. Yeah, there's something like that where I think my brother does it, where he lives in Phoenix, he'll get the for the watch the Rockets. He chose like Cleveland and I think uh, Golden State because yeah. they're exciting teams to watch. So he'll tune in. He'll have the price is worth it to go from one team to three teams where it's still he doesn't need to spend even though if it's not a ton extra. Why spend an extra five bucks, sixty bucks, or whatever it may be to get everything? I'm only going to watch these handful of teams. Yeah. So I don't know what I would pay because it's interesting. I because people are it's, it's here's the thing like when you're getting to all the like you mentioned before, me you have Amazon Prime, Hulu, Netflix, uh, MLB TV. You add all this up, it's almost the same cost as sticking with traditional pay TV almost. Mm-hmm. So like for me, I have almost the same thing. I have Directv, I have Hulu, Amazon for other reasons. I have everything. It's I share stuff with other family members, so I don't pay for all of it, but I pay for a majority of it just because your Directv is the main thing. It's only like one household. And yeah. so, like YouTube TV, you can do six users. So that is a way to uh, just get rid of cost, and it's only forty bucks a month. So it depends. It also depends what else you have. I would probably. It's an option. I don't know if they'll do it, but I could do for. I'll go bigger. Like the, I know we're only football, but I'd probably pay if it was the only way to watch it, and they went strictly. It's still a pay per view model. I pro- honestly probably probably I could see a, a fair price two hundred bucks for August to June. For everything, assuming they I mean, provide everything as well. I mean, I think that that would be a fair price because, you know, when you consider baseball season, for instance, because this is, you know, as the one thing that I have consistently purchased for the last few years, it's basically the only template that I really have. And, you know, when you pay for MLB TV, you're basically paying from, you know, spring training all the way through the postseason, mm-hmm. which is what, like February to October? Long time, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, and if you're getting like what a dozen different sports, like yeah, I know that we talk mostly about football and basketball on the podcasts, but you know, if you're getting baseball, if you're getting softball, if you're getting women's basketball, in all the other Olympic sports, on top of that, I think that you know something like that would be a pretty fair price, considering you're talking about what is it? Like you said, August to June, I think. Yeah, you essentially, know, basically, up, is, up yeah. until like the College World Series, yeah. yeah. So like if it's two hundred bucks, that's what ten months. That's twenty bucks a month. But also, I'm just saying that's all inclusive package. It also would mean the Mountain West would have to have high quality announcers, high quality production value to, to stream, say swimming, because the Big Ten Network does everything. They'll do water polo, they'll do swimming, they'll do badminton, they'll do whatever sport they have out there. They'll do e gaming, which Mountain West could do that now, which they did to the Mountain West basketball tournament weekend as well. Mm-hmm. They had those in, involvement, and that's a pretty big deal. Getting you a little bit more familiar than me on it, but it's a uh, they. they the NBA teams are getting involved. Like I got a press release here in Utah for the radio station I work at. Utah Jazz made draft picks. They sent out big press releases, made the big deal when they picked um, Gamer or whoever for their first round pick or something. 
Yeah. So there's all sorts of options. That might be in the high end. That may not be for everybody, but I'm thinking like, I, I know this is years down the road because we currently still have the ESPN deal, the CBS deal, Facebook and Stadium pay nothing. So it's got to figure something out there. But the next TV deal, Boise State still has an option to get the football deal where they get six of their home games. I think it was five of their six home games on the ESPN platform. So it's not going to go away the next uh, pl- next um, TV contract, which ends in a couple years. But down the road, like if there's an option to get, if it's the only way, do you think that first off, would they ever go this way, Matt, to only essentially go pay-per-view model? And would it bring in enough money? See, I don't know that they have, I have a good, I don't know that I have a good answer for that. Just because, you know, if this were like, you know, for instance, Nebraska trying to do something like this, like, you know, they would have like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people probably signing up to try and do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with, and I mean, I hate to, to call the Mountain West niche, but, you know, it when is. you consider their audiences relative to the audiences that, um, you know, the bigger teams pulling in, like, you know, you're talking about, like, what, tens of thousands of people turning, tuning into a game on CBS Sports Network or something like that. Which we don't know because we don't know they're not rated. Yeah. And so I feel like it's it's a little bit of a dicey proposition. I don't know that financially it would make sense, you know, unless they were going to do some kind of, like, all-encompassing package. But even then, I feel like, you know, even though you're talking about being able to draw from 12 schools, whether or not that would, whether that would make financial sense for the conference or not. Well, Hawaii does and gets a pretty good penny for having that exclusivity. That's true. However, it's owned by cable network essentially, so they already have built-in money every month regardless. Yeah. So here's the thing. It's about, we take out Hawaii just because they probably still have their own deal regardless. Each team gets about, one and a half million dollars. I'm thinking. I forget. I know Boise gets a slight bit more, but basically, overall, you'd have to somehow to get in between sixteen to twenty million dollars annually to pay out what the current deal is. So if it's twenty million dollars, and if it's um, over a twelve month period, you need to bring in about one point six six million per month. And if it's a 20, if it's a uh, ten dollar month thing, you need hundreds of thousands of subscribers to make it worth it. Well, I mean, you know, if you, I don't know. I'm trying to think because I'm trying to, I wish they had some sense of how many people were already subscribing and watching games, you know, across different platforms like on Facebook um, or Hulu or things like that. And I'm well, sure know, Facebook has probably released those numbers. I know you talked about who were watching those games last year. Yeah, I know Major League Baseball this year only has about 65,000 average. Mm-hmm. I remember last year Utah State game, they kind of boasted like 80,000, 90,000. I'm like, that doesn't seem right because when I was, whenever I was watching those games, there's a counter. And Utah State, the New Mexico, there's a New Mexico State, New Mexico game that kept averaging about 2.5K. Yeah. I don't know how they – I know it's at one given time, but that number goes up and down from people logging in and out. And so I don't know, but would you pay to watch New Mexico to Mexico State by itself, or would it be better off in a package deal where you're getting every game regardless? And it's also this have to mention this would be home games, conference controlled games only. So if you're playing a Sun Belt team, which is on ESPN Plus, that's another five bucks a month. If you're like we mentioned before, oh, going to play Wisconsin, I only have this package. I have to get make sure I have Big Ten Network, or I have to make sure I have Pac-12 Network, or I have to make sure I have ESPN. If I don't scrub any cable, it only have like Netflix and uh, the at the Eight buck Hulu, which is just for like uh, TV shows, so mm-hmm. it's also to consider as well. 
I mean, for me, I, I mean, I'm kind of a junkie, so I'd want to try and pay for something that was as all encompassing as it could be. Yes, that makes it easier too. That's part of it too. Ease is nice. Yeah. I don't know. It's we. I know we discussed it before, but I think the best. Here's the way you have to have. Like I said, going back to the NBA and even with MLB, you mentioned you have to have all sorts of packages out there, and so have a full all inclusive package like Sunday Ticket NFL. It's ridiculously expensive, but people will watch it if they are a certain fan of a team that's not, say, like, say, the Cowboys or Eagles or Giants or, I guess, out west, Niners or Seahawks because you get those games if you're out west. Yeah. If, if you're a fan, like, of the Buffalo Bills and you live out west, say, Wyoming fans, you want to watch every Josh Allen game, 400 bucks for Sunday tickets, if you think about it, for 16 games to watch just that team, if you only watch that team, the price isn't that bad. It's just four hundred dollars. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. so the sticker thing because sixteen games. That's still that's twenty five bucks a game. It's obviously not too bad if you think about it because you're not going to go to a game. You're unless you maybe drive to Denver when they play the Broncos. You know what I mean? That's a reasonable drive. But if you think about it that way, it kind of comes out to be a decent deal. But I, it also comes back to part of that survey. Survey, not included. Well, two things: making sure you have the right package, which for road games, which is a big deal. But the thing also mentioned kick times. Do you care what time you kick? T- Matt, does that bother you? Do you care if it's eight a.m. or eight p.m. or twelve p.m. kick time? I mean, when it comes to actually going to a game, it kind of does, which has has less to do with me and like you know more to do with the fact that you know in the times where I've been in the press box, like I'm, I'm there until eleven o'clock, <laughs> which is like you know sometimes it's not so bad, and sometimes I'm just like dragging mm-hmm. by the time the game is over. And, you know, if I wanted to go to be able to enjoy a night game as a fan, like I don't usually go by myself. I usually go with, with my gal and my gal, whom I love, is not nearly the college <laughs> football enthusiast that I am. And, you know, she's definitely not the kind of person she's, you know, she's more of a casual fan. Like she she graduated from Fresno State as well. So like she's like the most casual kind of fan that there is, you know, which, you know, for her being out until 11 o'clock is kind of a non-starter. So in that way, you know, kickoffs do matter to me. Like if I, if I had a chance between going to like a a seven o'clock kickoff versus like a noon kickoff to me, that's the difference between like, and I know it's not quite a like apples to apples comparison, but I'm thinking last year about going to the incarnate word game at the beginning of last year and then going to the Boise state game at the end of the season where you know some 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 of it has to do with the time of year where you know if you were going to have a noon kickoff in September in you know Fresno or Vegas or Albuquerque or something like that Yikes. you're yeah you're probably you're probably going to one need sunscreen two SPF 90 <laughs> you need a need a lot of water got to stay hydrated and things like that but i mean you know at the, at the end of the year, I would much rather have an earlier kickoff, but I know that there's kind of a fine line to walk between those two wants. It's it is it's because if you look at it too, like look at Colorado State, they have a huge naming rights still that came their way just yes. recently. I don't I think it's some credit union. I don't think it's officially announced the name, but they get a pretty good deal for money. And part of it is that every time it's on TV, that gets mentioned. Hey, we're watching the game live live from like Boise Albertson Stadium, whatever, or if we're at uh, Qualcomm, because that's a chip company, microchip company, whatever, when that was around, stuff like that. It's uh, 
it's a pretty big deal to get money for TV. But I, I for me, it's like again, it's two different things. I worked games. I, go, I haven't gone to a game as a fan in just years because it costs money, and I like to go stuff for free. There's <laughs> part of it, but. Like, there's games, 8.30, 9 p.m. kick. I get home at 2 a.m. I get it, especially if it's, like, a Thursday night game and they do that 8.30 kick out west. That's brutal. Yeah. And then if you do it at 6 o'clock, people complain because you can't get there for work. And so, but if it's an afternoon game, I get it. you got to make the money because the league needs to make as much money as possible and there's only so few teams out west. Like, it's rare you'll see a central time zone team play at 9 p.m. central time. Like, you're not going to see Texas play Kansas. Maybe what Texas play Kansas at 9 p.m. central time. Yeah, maybe, but that's pretty rare. Maybe Texas Tech, or it's like it's kind of rare. Nebraska, they're not playing that many late home games at nine o'clock locally. Mm-hmm. If it's out west, like oh screw you, who cares if you're in the if you're played at BYU, Boise State, or if it's UCLA playing Cal, it doesn't matter. We'll stick you at eight thirty Pacific time. There's a game, no joke. I think it's partly due to daylight saving time. Utah played Arizona in Arizona because they don't switch nine p.m. local kickoff here in the Mountain Time Zone. Yeah, that didn't surprise me. It's I get the time change, it works out, but it's like I don't know, it's like you gotta have strike a balance. That's why their the survey came out, like would you pay for a service to watch T V, watch the Mountain West games, would you watch basketball this time? Your preferred kickoff. Do you have a preferred kickoff matter? Is it just five PM? Is it noon? It's like or like you said, time of year matters because of weather. Yeah, I mean I think a lot of it is gonna depend on kind of consumer demand for it. Because if they wanna because I'm I'm thinking about like if they push kickoffs to an earlier time not only does that encourage more people to be able to you know go out and enjoy their saturday rather than slogging along during a saturday night but even for the people who can't go they aren't necessarily beholden to having to watch a game on an espn or anything like that like they have a centralized thing for it but i think a lot of that is going to depend on people signing up for that theoretical service like if they don't necessarily want to pony up for like season tickets or something like that are they going to be able to pony up a little bit less for that kind of convenience and that to me is kind of the big unknown true and then one other thing as well that makes a lot of sense is that if you want the kickoff time to be earlier are you going to lose money from people not buying your service you know what I mean? Like, say every Boise State or Colorado State or Utah State game has a 2 p.m. kickoff. Not the traditional window for TV because it's usually like noon, Eastern, 3.30, 7, you know, those type of time zones, times. So, yes, we'll fill up the stadium, but how many people are going to watch because, oh, the time is more convenient to get you to butts in the seat. But then again, it's not late at night. It's like it's still chicken and egg thing. Like, you want to make as much money as possible. But if you make kickoffs very convenient, who's going to pay for the service if I'm just going to go to the game and be home by dinner time? Yeah, and I mean, I think some of that, you you know, if you think about, you know, good teams versus struggling teams, like, you know, if a struggling team is able to move their kickoff up from like 7 to noon, you know, are people going to be more motivated there? Or, you know, are, are they still going to want to pay money to watch a lousy team? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, there's that too. Yeah. Because, there's, you know, it's is there that much of a difference between watching a lousy team at 7 p.m. versus watching a lousy team at 4 or at 1 o'clock? Well, also, it's so much easier and ni- or say nicer to watch a game from your couch. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, if they can move these kickoff times up, you know, for the, for the good teams from year to year, that may be an easier sell. It may encourage more people to, like, want to go to the games first and foremost, which, you know, that in itself raises the tide of, you know, pretty much everybody in the conference. Mm-hmm. 
you know, maybe it let, you know, if people don't necessarily care about watching an Alabama game or something like that, if they'll stay home or go to their local bar and, you know, watch a Fresno State game or a Boise State game, you know, they may be more motivated to do that. But I think as you consider the conference as a whole, you know, you have the teams at the top as well as the teams at the bottom. And how engaged are those fans of those teams at the bottom going to be if this kind of service eventually exists? And I think that is what's going to ultimately make or break that, you know, the viability of something like that. Okay, let me ask you this. I'm looking at a Colorado State season ticket package this year. It's okay. a seven-game package. includes the uh, game in Denver when they play Colorado at, at was it, Invesco, Mile High, Dick's yeah. Sporting Goodfield, whatever it's called. I don't know at the moment. Um, they host Arkansas. It's pretty cool. They also host Illinois State, Wyoming, Utah State, New Mexico, and Hawaii. Seven game package begins at. Do you want to guess? Um, I'm gonna say like 150 bucks. You're off. 250 dollars starting price. Oh, okay. All right. So that's um, what one ticket, obviously. That's what 50. It's 30 bucks a game. 35 bucks a game. Yeah. It's not bad. However, um, look at who they're playing though. Who cares about Illinois State? I don't give a care. It's terrible. Do you think Hawaii's going to be any much better a draw to come to town? You have Wyoming without Josh Allen, whose defense is really good. Utah State, who knows? New Mexico is a mess, may not, may not have Bob Davies as head coach. Is that worth it to you to watch your beloved hometown team with that schedule for 250 bucks? That's a good question. Because like I said, I haven't gone to a game. Or, honestly, the last ticket I paid for to go to any sporting event, not to say go for everything for free, but like to go to a game where I either – I, I my brother did stuff at University of Utah, so I can go for free to watch parts of the game doing stuff. But honestly, the last game I paid for a ticket was probably the Fiesta Bowl in two thousand four, when Utah hmm. played Pitt. Like that's a long time ago, and I think I paid ninety bucks for that one ticket. But that's different. That's Fiesta Bowl, first time ever BCS team in there, but from the non-main conferences. So I'm honestly, I either go to games because I work the games, or I just watch on TV. So I'm probably not the person who's going to buy season tickets ever. Also, when I looked at University of Utah season tickets years ago, it was at least like 400 bucks a person for a season. I'm like, geez. Well, if, if you want another point to compare it by, I just went to double check this because recently Fresno State offered what they're calling a Bulldog mobile pass. Mm. And you know, in a sense, it's variable because the seating actually varies from game to game, but it gives you tickets to each of the six home games this year. Mm-hmm. And that is $129. That's pretty good. That is and so, And so I'm thinking like, you know, I don't know. I feel like there's a relationship between, you know, the price that's offered, the times that are offered, and like the platform that is offered that I'm, you know, without having sat down to really think about it or look too deep into it or research it or anything like that, it's really hard to kind of parse the connections between those three things. And there's a couple of things. It's also how good your team is, how yeah. schedule, and part of it too. If you're in the Pac-12 conference, tickets are higher because coaches' salaries are higher. Everything costs more money because we got to keep up with the because you can't play the players for baby. You can't give them five bucks or a McDonald's burger, or a Little Caesars five buck pizza, but you got to pay for six million dollar, seven million dollar Nick Saban coaching salary. Chip Kelly getting seven figures in the Pac-12. Assistant coaches getting seven figures in the SEC. That's where a lot of this money goes to. It's like, okay, great, support your team, but you're supporting. That's why people now, like, New Mexico has a lot of financial stuff going on right now. There's people who are asking, like, can I pay? Because how bad it is there. 
can I give the soccer team this money and guarantee it doesn't go toward football, basketball, or the, somebody's pocket? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I get – I know the guys – a couple of guys who work at the office. The best thing to do is buy football season tickets, basketball, because that goes everywhere. However, but that spreads out. If I want to give 100 bucks to the soccer team, I should be able to give 100 bucks to the soccer team. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I get their point. If you buy season tickets for football, basketball, that helps every other sport out. But if there's an option to buy one soccer game for $1.99 when it's the conference championship game or baseball, if I want to buy the baseball package when the Mountain West Baseball Tournament, I want to pay 25 bucks for the whole weekend for the whole tournament, I should be able to have the option. I think the way it's going, which we already know, is with the Mountain West, I think we've gone an hour, so we've got to kind of wrap this up a little bit. I think... If they, they need to have multiple packages, it's never going to – I don't think – I'm going to say it's confident, 100%. You should never say ever, but I'm going to say it. There's never going to be a day where every Mountain West sports or even just, say, football, basketball is going to be pay-per-view only, streaming option only through the conference. I think that's safe to say it's never going to happen, right? I think you're right, yeah. So, however, it, there's it's going to be like a third – like we mentioned last year, there's going to be some third-tier package. But which comes into all the pitfalls of, well, am I going to want to pay San Jose State football versus New Mexico football? You know what I mean? Or basketball, these teams that aren't very good. Am I going to pay a premium to watch those teams? So you have those, yeah, those are two options I, where it's tough. Yeah, and I think that you know, comes up into another thing where like I think you and I are maybe more the exceptions than the rule. Like we're kind of degenerates who would watch pretty much everything we can get our hands on. Yeah. And and for a lot of fans out there, like they are invested in their team and really not the conference as a whole. Not very often. Yeah. We we see it in traffic when people come visit. Like we'll get bigger traffic during the Mountain West Conference tournament because that's a big deal more than just locally. But if you're a Fresno fan, like typically you're gonna want to watch Fresno sports and that's about it. You may yeah. tune into the conference title game or say Boise San Diego State are ranked, you watch them because either A it's a good game. You want to watch good football. There are two really good teams. Or B, hey, if San Diego State loses, Fresno State can, can be in the driver's seat to win the division title. Exactly. And so, I don't. It's the Mount West is not big enough to do this type of thing. And let's get to ESPN Plus really quick. But I just think, well, before I do that, as I bounce around again, it's it's going to be a third tier package. It has to be something where to entice people to get it. Because I'll just go with the ESPN thing. Sun Belt's the only FBS conference that's included in their package in a couple years. Yeah, and I remember when ESPN two. Do you remember when ESPN two was brand new? Oh, that was a long time it ago. Was. Yes, there, it just happens a lot when a new channel comes out. Distribution's key. Duke, North Carolina is put on ESPN two, and people through the biggest fits. It worked perfectly for ESPN because I can't get ESPN two. How can I not watch Duke UNC? I don't think I want to say it was the number one, number two game, but I don't think that's correct. I just know it was at least UNC Duke. So if you're going to have a package like this to pay for a game, like ESPN Plus is, and they have Sunbelt coming up soon, what content would they have to make me I have to subscribe to get this? What can the Mountain West offer and hold the game off to the side? They did this with Utah BYU with the Mountain Network. They stuck it on the Mountain Network to get people to subscribe and forced a hand. That was the biggest shift they had. It didn't really work. It sort of got HD flowing for Mountain Network. But it's that thing. What can they offer to have you buy this package if you're not you or me and Matt. Like if it's just, even people listening to this podcast probably watch more than just their own team. They're going to watch a, a bit more basketball, a bit more football, keep up what's going on in the conference, whether like I said, it's either about your team or you like football and like the league in general. Like what what's the options going to be? That's where they have to come up with to find something. That is an excellent question. Because are they going to hold Boise, San Diego State at Boise? 
for the for some hypothetical paid network? I mean, I would be really shocked if they did. It'd be ballsy. It would. But then again, if you have like not to pick on the bottom two teams in the league, say San Jose State Hawaii, who's going to pay for that? Even though I guess Hawaii different, but you get my point. Two of the bottom teams in the league, who's going to pay four bucks for that to watch a football game? Yeah, I get your point. So I think what it's going to be, it's going to be if they go. I think getting this way, retaining some merch. That's why some of these Facebook games and watch stadium games have more flexible time slots. If they're gonna, if you're gonna, I know Stadium has like a five dollar a month thing, which I don't know what it includes. It's just out there. But if they're, here's the thing: if you want to make money, you got to charge for people. And I'll pay for, like I'll pay for a couple newspapers. I pay for. I pay for the athletic. I pay for other different websites. I I pay for a handful of things, like you said before. You pay for what you want to get. Yes, it does add up. But if they have the option to say, I could pay, like the NBA. I know it's been tested micro transactions where I get an alert on my phone. Hey, it's fourteen to fourteen. Three minutes left in this game. Pay ninety nine cents to watch the rest of the game. I'm gonna spend a buck to watch the rest of the game, possibly, right? I mean, you might. I would kind of hate that personally. I would. But I mean, as an option, not saying it's ignore, but it's an option. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of makes me think of like. I mean, not to go off topic, it kind of makes me think of micro microtransactions and video games, yeah, which I kind of hate. Loot, bo- loot crates. <laughs> like, I would rather literally just like pay for an entire game and dedicate the time to watch it. May- okay, maybe I, I I get your point. Maybe per game is fine. Getting a half or five minutes left, I think it's going to come eventually. But again, it's like my little boy is like he plays Fortnite. I'm like, can I get this? And I'm like, well, that's how much you spend already. It's this. I'm like. 2,000 V-Bucks is 20 bucks, buddy. You have 20 bucks. No, okay, let's wait. It's that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I don't like it. But then again, if it's low enough cost, you know what I mean? I, I, I think you – do you think that's going to be the case at some point? I could tune into any game and pay 25 cents or $2 for the rest of the game. I think it's coming, right? Do you think so? I mean, I would be really surprised personally. Why? why do, yes, what do you mean? Surprise is going to happen? No, I mean, I don't – I mean, maybe it will but I mean, I personally, I would not pay for something like that. Interesting, but you know, but also, I don't know. It's a, it's it's a tough thing, right? You see how tough it is to figure this stuff out. Yeah. And if the league wants money, I think every option has to be on the table. So you have to pick a couple good games here and there, have a couple options. But I think having more sports helps out too, because there's well, baseball, baseball's on the Mountainous Network's a pretty good thing going right now. They have decent broadcast crew. They have pretty good quality for streaming when you watch baseball, soccer. The Mountain already has it in place. But it's a thing you go from now, like newspapers. Are you going to go from watching this for free to pay for it now? Good question. I think you have to have a better app because whatever app they use for Mountain Network, I don't even know what it is. I just watch online if I watch on my computer. Mm-hmm. It's those type of things. Like There's a lot of things going on. But I, it's if it's going to come this way, it's going to be a third-tier thing. And it's not going to be from Stadium or Twitter or Facebook. But you got to get them to pay the league money as well, and that's not happening right now. Yeah. I don't know. So what? So what, what's our plan? In five, what's the deal in five years? What's it going to be like? Do you have any idea? Is it going to be VR I, hologram chip in your eye? Oh, I mean, if it if it is, you can count me out then. I have zero <laughs> interest in VR. Have you watched VR at all? No. I've actually tuned in a little bit. Like Fox Sports did some college basketball stuff, and I've watched some soccer. It's actually pretty cool, but I can't watch it for – Ever watching all the time. It's again, it's going to be an option, but the norm. I don't think it's ever going to be the norm. Yeah, that's not for me. I don't know. Anything else we need to cover about streaming? What to do? Just get go with um. 
I don't know, Hulu or YouTube. I don't know. Use our codes for five bucks for us or whatever. <laughs> I think that's a good way to wrap it up. I think, yeah, there's just a million. I think, let me ask you, let me final, final, final question. Honest final question, because I say that a lot. We don't have it. The final question. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a good idea for, and this is a long one, but would, is it a good idea for Mountain West to pull games off to do like what they do Facebook and Stadium and Mountain West Network? to gain more control of kick tip times and sacrifice for money? I think in the long term, yes. You think they'll, they'll go that way? More and more games will be in their, under their control? I think that they probably will at some point, yeah. Because I think if, if nothing else, you know, maybe it'll encourage people you know, to go to the games in person a little bit more. But, you know, if people really care about Mountain West football or Mountain West basketball or something like that, you know, they'll make the time to watch it one way or another. And I think that, you know, more people are probably willing to do that during the day than at night. True. Also, one thing as well, like when you look at how much you're paying for on your cable bill, a satellite bill, if you get traditional TV, what you're paying per channel, ESPN's pretty high up there. So if you're paying, like, I think all the ESPN channels, like, ESPN, U, News, and Two are about fifteen bucks your cable package, which is a huge percentage. If you think about the games that are actually on for what you're paying, you're probably going to be okay paying that same amount down the road. I know you can get NBA on there and Monday Night Football, but if you look at the, if you're really just interested and you're going cut, you want to cut down and say, I don't care about the NBA in the regular season. I'll find some way in the postseason to watch it. I don't care about Monday Night Football. I unless my team's playing, I can go somewhere to watch it for one game. But I want to watch these Mountain West teams play because I'm a diehard Fresno State fan and I live somewhere else or Boise State. And I want to watch, make sure watch these games. Yeah. If you look at the amount you're paying, it's honestly not that much. So if you want to go with like Netflix and Hulu, regular ten buck a month Hulu, whatever it is, to get your network shows, your Top Chef, those type of things, Shark Week on Discovery, you're paying maybe twenty bucks for Hulu and Netflix. Go and watch some sports. And I have my broadcast antenna, so I can get ABC. See, watch most NFL. Want to watch? Watch some decent college football on C. You know, I mean, SEC, Notre Dame, ABC, Big Twelve stuff. You already have most of it covered, but you want to mount. If you look at where you, what you could potentially potentially pay, if it's an all or not all big encompassing package for every game, a hypothetical ten bucks a month, not that much when you consider what you're already paying. Yeah. So I can't leave it at that. That's kind of the model that I don't think it'll be the norm, but there's going to be some down the road where I think. A, if you want to keep up with the other conferences, which is not going to happen, we're basically not fall behind more. There's got to be another revenue model stream. So if they take more games and do 3 p.m. kickoffs, say 4 or 5 p.m. kickoffs out west, or Las Vegas, Nevada, where it gets super hot in Las Vegas, or even every, Fresno, you know, it gets hot out there in California during September. Have games at 6 p.m., 5 p.m., where, yeah, you're maybe out till 10 o'clock, but that's not too late, better than being home at 2 a.m., 1 a.m. Yeah. And so they got to find the combination of getting good games on those networks and will people pay 10 bucks a month? But I, I think ultimately the Mountain West Network probably should charge for what they have. And I think right now, if you were to do a couple bucks a month, I think people would pay for it, even if it's soccer, baseball, everything else. If that sounds like you, let us know on Twitter. Yeah, let us know because honestly, if you think 100,000 people would pay three bucks a month for whatever the Mountain West Network has right now, it includes a couple football games because Mountain West Network and basketball. Would you pay three bucks a month for football and ba- for Mountain West sports on whatever the Mountain West Network broadcast right now? Would you pay three bucks a month? I guess we'll find out. Would you pay that? I would. Even if it's 
Because a lot of basketball is on there too. That's a pretty big draw. A lot of basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you honestly do you think a hundred thousand people would sign up for that? I think so. Should that be three hundred thousand um three hundred thousand dollars a month about? Uh yeah. A couple million bucks a year for the whole conference? Split that up? That like okay, no, seriously, like this isn't I, I don't think that's far fetched. Let me get the calculator out real quick because I want to do this now as we're on the air and I don't want to write a post about it because I'm lazy. If it's a tw- even if it's a ten month thing because give the two months off, like thirty bucks a year essentially, right? Is that um yeah, thirty bucks a year. Current the current what I say the current T V deal get about one point six million per one point five million per team about one point three million. Yes. So can we get um uh what's that, fifteen million a year is that what we said? To get fifteen million dollars a year, not even fifteen million because this is all the third tier stuff. And so if it's three hundred thousand dollars a year, I'm terrible at this. Five five things at once. So if it's three hundred thousand dollars a year or a month times that's three million bucks a year. I think that's a pretty big deal. That would pay each team. How much does that pay each team? At three hundred thousand divided by ten or three million divided by ten? What's that? Three hundred thousand per team? No, jeez, oh, thirty thousand per team. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm terrible at math here. Let me actually do my calculator. Three three hundred. This is riveting, right? Thirty thousand, three hundred thousand, three million per year divided by eleven teams. We'll exclude Hawaii for obvious reasons. That would pay each team um, two. Yeah, that's close. Two hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars per year, basically. Basically, two hundred seventy-three thousand dollars per year. That is basically eighteen percent of the annual TV rights deal right now. It's not bad. I sign us up. Let's do this option. Why is this not an option? And I think there's a hundred thousand people that pay that, right? Consistently. I think so. That's yeah. not that many. That's not that many people if you think about it. No. That's my that's my goal. Craig Thompson. There's your million dollar idea. Charge three bucks a month for content they already get for free. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> And then you can have like like not to go far, but you do commercials because they don't do commercials to half of these anyway. So you can make some more money there because there's always breaks in the action. So that's my plan. I think it's a pretty good plan, right? I think you're right. All right, so one more time, check us out mwwire.com. I know this has been an unwieldy show, and I've hijacked the last twenty minutes of you, Matt. Sorry. That's no, all good. Facebook, Matt Westwire. Again, seriously, if you want to give these a trial during the season, Pac-12 Network, go to. Um, bit.ly backslash fubo tv offer same thing for sling tv offer if you want to check it out just go give it a try you never know and our next show we have one more show next week i'm excited for next week matt road show where are we going to go every single week if we could it's always a good one stress stressing on the if we could right yes <laughs> so that's our show and then two weeks let us know right now who do you want us to go first for our season preview do you have a choice right now is it just fresno state because it's your team no what team would no, you I'm want? A, to... I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it up to the people. Not even gonna hint any team you want to go with. Number one. No. Oh, interesting. All right, fine. I won't give that out. Give that else. Give that out either. Even though I'd probably just say Nevada and be done with it. Maybe they're my team. There we go. Huh. So I'll give one team out there. I like Nevada. We'll see. And I'll probably be wrong. But also, one last note on our show: If you like the show, subscribe. Tell a friend. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, um, Blog Talk Radio. We're everywhere. Anywhere fine podcasts are sold for free. You can get our show, and thank you for listening. And we'll be back probably uh, every Sunday is typically the plan. If not, we'll let you know. See you, folks.